Welcome to the Regular Guys Random Things Weekly Podcast. Thanks again for listening to these regular guys talk about the most random things. So sit back and relax while they get started. Hey everyone, how's it going? You sound depressed, bro. I'm just uh, lying here in quarantine. Uh, welcome to another episode of the RGRT podcast. We're all here from various quarantine locations throughout the valley. We're Scott, I'm here with John. Yo, Dustin. Hey, man. How's quarantine cheating you guys? Uh, I don't like it. I'm not having a good time at all. I was born for this. <clears throat> Because you're a millennial. <laughs> Heck no, millennials are going to the beach. <laughs> You're born to uh, be locked in your house, your family, and nothing more else to go, John? Yeah, I'm kind of a hermit. Scott, you're quiet. Talk louder. And you're really loud. Talk softer. All right. I, uh, I don't know. I I thought working from home would be this great, awesome thing, and I don't really like working from home, so uh, it's definitely a challenge. My yeah, kids are. To, what's that? It's hard to be. I don't know. Never get out of the house, so I agree. Good for a minute or two, and then it just gets old. I don't even know what day of the week it is anymore. <laughs> it's hump day. It's Friday. I was thinking it was like March 51st or something like that because it seems like March <laughs> went on forever and ever and ever. So it's Friday, Scott. Is it? Hey, I'm gonna have to go to work tomorrow. Don't go to work tomorrow. It's Saturday. Okay. Good job. It's also April Fool's, Scott. Oh, <laughs> ah, you got me, John. Good one. <laughs> So tricky. So, How's your? Uh, go ahead. What have you guys been doing to cope with the uh, the the cabin fever? I went for a really long walk last night. Um, waited until it got dark so that nobody would like turn me into the quarantine police, and then I, <laughs> uh, Eric and I, <laughs> Eric and I went out on a really long walk. And Saturday, we uh, drove out to the West Desert. <clears throat> it happened to be Bailey's birthday, so we drove out to the West Desert and shot some guns and did a little bit of hiking around Lone Rock. And uh, it was kind of nice to get away. And then took a, a big, long drive out past Dugway and then back all the way into Lehigh. See anybody else? Who are you alone out there? Uh, no, there was a couple of other people. Um, around, but like nobody close. I mean, maybe the closest person to us was 500 yards away. Nice. There was there was a few people out there, but not very many. So you've got out a couple times. I think everybody was just doing the same thing. Everybody just trying to get out and try to stay sane a little bit. What about you, John? Have you even left the house? Dude, 
my beard's down to my toes. Like Elizabeth braided my toe hair with my beard. That's not. It's really awkward because I have a hard time walking now. Oh my. But, but it was fun. We took don't pictures. Have a beard. You don't have a beard. Don't lie. <laughs> still have a job where you have to shave even though you don't even have to go into class. So I know, so, you're, I know you're lying. I really like it. Um, it is more stressful in some ways, but I love that I cut my commute out and I love that um, I can get up later. And when I'm done with work, even though I'm working more, when I'm done with it, I don't have to ride the train. So there are some perks. I mean, it is tough. The family's everywhere. It's noisy. Um, plus the stress of COVID and and just the general stress that I'm feeling toward the country, you know, it's been difficult. But but they're working from home. I I I'm a home guy, dude. I mean, you guys know that. I I love to be here. I, it's my Zen place. So. so have you left the house at all in the past three weeks? Just to go to Costco to get food and to go to natural grocery to get food. And that's pretty much it. And the doc. I'm still going to my doctor. How about you, Scott? Are you getting out at all? Yeah, we've been trying to go on walks. So. Um... We've walked over to the park a time or two and to the over to the high school the other day and walked around the track while we picked up and the ball around. We took a drive up around through Provo Canyon, came back down through uh, Park City. So we did that. But um, so we're getting out a little bit, not a lot. Uh, the boys go outside. Ethan's going outside and shooting basketballs. Like, for hours at a time now, it seems like. So he's getting out there. But we're trying to get out as much as we can. We try and get out at least once a day and just go walk around a little bit anyway. We can. So it's too bad. My kids have spent some time on the tramp, jumping around quite a bit. I mean, they're they're going outside and riding scooters a little bit. Not, not getting too far, but maybe around the block and then back. And I, I think online school for the kids is a lot harder than anybody thought. And it's not that I don't like all the same things that John likes about staying at home. It's just I'm kind of done. Like after being at home for a long period of time, I'd rather go back into the office and work. Dude, you've been remote for the least amount of time of all of us, and you're already sick of it. I am, dude. The one thing I notice, you know how you were talking about how home is kind of a, a zen sanctuary. Now it's not. Now home is where the stress is, right? And I don't have a place to go to escape the work stress for me, in a way. So, it's like... Home is yeah, I haven't seen that. you on Destiny. Home has lost that sanctuariness a little bit because it's also now where a lot of the the stress for working goes on as well. So I can see that. I don't have a place to escape anymore. So that's why I kind of liked 
can't wait to go back into work. I appreciate, you know, I can't get up later. I don't have to ride the train. I, I, all the things you mentioned, they're really nice, but um, I'm excited to go back to work and have be able to then come home and be able to leave work at work and have home at home. So, where do you guys work at when you're at home? I move around. I kind of move around too. It depends um, what else is going on. You know, if I need some, do meetings or stuff over WebEx. I usually come in my bedroom because that's usually the quietest place in the house right now. I'm stuck in a, a room down in the basement. You're in the dungeon, dude. Yeah, you're, I like you're gonna freaking get leprosy without any vitamin D down there, dude. I like having my monitors. I like being able to type on a full size keyboard. If I take the laptop upstairs, it seems like I'm just fighting to get to someplace quiet. So, you know, there's a lot going on in my house. Yeah, that's the same here. Holly's also working from home. So she's taken over the regular home computer with the dual monitors and the keyboard and everything. So she's using that. So I don't get to use that very often. So I'm mostly on my laptop. So I'll just move around wherever happens to be quietest for a minute. One of the one of the crazy things for me is um, you would you would think that with everybody home that everybody would want to play Destiny and do raids and and play Destiny, but nobody has been on at all. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like it's been crazy quiet. In the Destiny world, even I'm not getting on. So I, I'm not. I'm not saying maybe there are people on. I don't know because I didn't get on. But it just seems like nobody's getting on right now, which is interesting. Um, so for me, I, I got on a little bit last night, but it's probably before you got on there in the evening. But my kids are spending a lot more time online. I mean, that's how they're interacting with their friends for the for the most part right now is by playing video games with them. Oh, really? So, yeah, so for me, it's, you know, they're they're hogging the Xboxes, I guess. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know about you guys, but like when I'm at work <clears throat> um, in the office, I usually don't spend a full eight hours sitting in front of my computer screen. But when I'm at home, I sure. feel like the full eight hours I am in front of this screen. And so like Erica last night, she's like, you want to go watch this show? And I'm like, I don't like, I don't want to go sit in front of the TV. I just want to be away from a TV, a monitor, whatever. So I'm like, let's just go on a long walk. Like, like we've been playing a lot of dominoes and we've been playing <clears throat> some other board games um, at night. Like, like we really haven't, uh, Sid's been playing a little bit of Minecraft with one of her friends that she plays with online, but the rest of my kids, like, during the day, I think it's the same thing. During the day, they're kind of stuck to their laptops doing schoolwork. And then when nighttime rolls around, they're kind of done. And even their dance classes now are being done at home over a Zoom session. And so they're just constantly tied to their laptops. And I think, I think they're kind of done with it by the time evening rolls around too. So um, normally my work day, as you well know, Dustin, 
I, I, I get up and walk around, you know, I I'll come visit you or I'll come visit Scott or whatever. I don't stay in my seat. Um, I, I try to move when I can, obviously when I have to do something where I've got to be at my desk and I'm doing that, but, but I try to get fresh air at work and I've noticed at home, I feel like if I am not 100% fully attentive to whatever could come my way, then um, I'm failing or whatever. It's just this weird anxiety. And so I've just noticed that um, definitely works getting more, more out of me than it used to at the office. So it's just interesting, you know? No, I definitely yeah. too, you know, it's, it's working at home and it's, yeah, you're in front of the computer all the time and it's harder for me to, at the end of the day, you know, I, I, at work, I quit in time comes around, I go catch my train, I'm home here quitting time comes around, you know, what I'd usually do. And it's like, oh, well, let me just finish that off. And I have probably ended up working a lot more when I'm here because I just, it's just not as easy to turn off because there's Definitely. not that separation. So. Agreed. Let's switch gears. All right. So did any of you feel the earthquake yesterday? Yesterday? Yeah. Dude, we've already established that it's April Fool's. No, no, no. Nope. Oh, the one in nope. Boise. Yes. The one in Boise was 6 7. Yeah, I don't, uh, I think they downgraded it to a 6 5. Okay, but it was still a 6 5. Yeah, pretty big. And um, one of my students uh, in class last night showed us this website that tracks earthquakes. And it was the largest earthquake in the world yesterday that happened. And um, he showed us the did you feel it map for the thing on the website. And people were feeling it all the way up in Alberta and all the way down um, in the middle of Utah. There were people that were saying they felt it. And that's just crazy, dude. And then the one we had was crazy. And we haven't had a podcast since we had ours. And so... I'm going to tell you that I drained my fish tank and I ate a fish. So, so before you get all crazy, I already did. I've been doing it since, since the earthquake happened here in Salt Lake City. I've, I've, I've really just like spent a lot of time reading about the earthquake and I've been following the UUSS, uh, you know, the, that's the University of Utah seismic Society or not Society, Scientific Center or something, whatever. But um, these two fault lines and the things that happen in Boise are totally un unrelated. So just because that happened in Boise doesn't mean anything here towards us. Oh, I wasn't saying that it was. It was just interesting. And it was oh, big. Gotcha. And wondering if you guys felt it or not. I didn't feel it at all. Well, so, you know what, like... It's it's got to be like a it's got to be like a four like or a high three before I feel it now, because I've just I've I've tuned everything out. Um, so I I didn't feel it yesterday, um, and Erica had had notified or said something, and at the same time, um, I was getting I had signed up for the the Utah Geological Survey, 
um, earthquake notifications. So anytime there's a big earthquake that happens that's anywhere close to me, um, I get notification. And so I had gotten notification from the United States Geological Survey that it had happened. And um, but then I went, I, I went to that same um, did you feel it where people can report if they felt it? And I looked at the, you know, all the pinpoints where it was felt. It was kind of cool, which I, I'd like to find out the, the Boise one. When the one happened here in Utah, um, there was, they showed a, a, a wave effect across the globe, you know, I guess basically from, from I guess, North America. And it showed the ripple of seismic survey instruments in the United States that detected it. Obviously, people couldn't feel it, but like as far as Alaska and as far as Cuba down past Florida, our earthquake sent that shockwave across the across the northern America, I guess, plate. And it was detected as far as Cuba and Alaska. Wow. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to watch the wave and see how it grew across the United States. Yeah, I, I, uh, after the last one, so I saw a video of Dustin, what Dustin did. Dustin got in a doorway. I, I was messaging another guy. He got in a doorway. And then there's me. And my bed is shaking. I'm asleep, groggy from a sleep aid. I could have probably died because I had no idea what was going on. I was completely discombobulated. And uh, so it was crazy. That's the only earthquake I've ever felt. I think I felt the aftershocks that day, like maybe one of them. But that's it. It has to be pretty wild for me to notice it. I don't know if I'm just dense or what, but um, but anyway, so after that earthquake, I got to thinking, you know, the last thing that I want to do after I just got hit and stuff's chaos, because I was looking at pictures of Kearns and, and Magna and uh, places close to the epicenter, last thing I want to do is have to clean up 30 gallons of fish water and dead fish. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I thought about it for about a week. And then I was like, nope, I ain't doing it. So they're gone. <laughs> so you were in bed when the earthquake happened. Yeah. And were you awake or were you asleep? No, I was asleep. And it, did, everything did it was wake shaking. You up? I, I'm not sure if it woke me up or if Elizabeth did. It was shaking. And I hear Elizabeth say, is that an earthquake? And I'm like, I'm not really home. And I'm like, yeah, I think it is. And she's like, what do we do? And I was like, nothing. I don't, I don't, I wasn't home. Like, I, I think that's a dumb answer, but I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't very coherent. So anyway, that's all. Did I, your kid, did your kids wake up? Oh, my kid, all three of them slept through it. Not one of them was awake. Not even cat. No, one. just my wife. What about, your, what about your family upstairs? Did they? I went, I went upstairs and I checked on them and um, they were all up, you know, and my brother was kind of freaking out and he was, I guess, impressed that I was up there as quickly as I was after it had happened. And uh, impressed you didn't sleep right through it. I guess. 
So, but I had installed this headboard in my parents' room, but I attached it to the wall. It's not attached to the bed frame. And so um, it was slamming against the uh, wall, you know, like banging pretty hard. And so that, I guess, woke them up. Um, And so they were up and it, it was just crazy, dude. And I had... I had this weird feeling the whole day, like I was a little afraid that it was going to attack me again, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want to say PTSD, but I just felt a little bit like, like, here comes another one. I better be ready. You know, just kind of that anxiety. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of those. They're, they're not on my I like them list. Were you, Dustin, when it hit? Um, so I was at work. Um, for some reason, uh, I woke up pretty early, like five o'clock. Um, my dog had woke me up, and then usually, if my dog wakes me up around five, I I just go back to sleep. Um, but he woke me up, and seemed like it took a little bit longer to get back into my room. And then when I was in my bed i was just laying there and i was like i can't go back to sleep so i'm like well there's plenty to do the whole covid thing had started at work and um the whole co the whole ramp up to the COVID uh covid stuff was really stressful on me with my job responsibility so um i was like i got a ton of things to do i had to just get ready and go to work so i'd gone to work i got there just a little bit after six <clears throat> And I was working on some uh, teleconferencing um, stations. And you guys know, and and for our listeners, we work in a a six-story office building. And I'm on the third floor. And directly below um, where we're at, we have a great big giant conference room. And in that conference room, it has an accordion door. Um, it's, It's gigantic. It's a mechanical door. And when that thing opens and closes, it kind of rumbles the floor and makes a lot of noise. And so I was standing there working on this video equipment, and it sounded like not only was somebody opening that door, but it, like there was something really wrong with it, like it had fallen over something. It was like an explosion, and the building just started rocking. And then it didn't stop, and so it just kept going, and um looked out the windows um, and behind us there's a parking garage and then there's a big parking lot and the cars in the parking lot were like the alarms were going off so the lights were going and they were honking and it kind of slowed for maybe like a half a second and then it started and so then I was like okay I'm good I'm gonna grab my bag and I'm gonna I'm gonna get out or I didn't grab my bag it was like grab my phone and then I'm gonna get out of the building and when I got back to the doorway, the building started shaking again. So I stood back in the doorway. Um, and then after that, I I had cleared the floor um, and had everybody evacuate. By then, the, the fire alarm had started going off. It didn't go off on our floor, which was kind of funny. It only went off in the hallways. And so I cleared our floor, got everybody out to our meeting, our fire, or I guess, evacuation spot. And I called Erica, and she was at home getting ready. So she got the kids up um, and got them uh, in 
ways. And so I, I called her and said, hey, go downstairs, turn the water off to the water heater, um, and then smell for gas in the furnace room. And so she smelled for gas. And then I had her grab our 72-hour bug out bag and pull the cars out of the garage and put the the 72-hour bug out kit into the back of the car. And then uh, they loaded the, a couple of cases of water out of the garage into the car. And then we have some big portable jugs. I had them take them to a safer location so that if something happened in the house, we could we could have food and water. Um, and then we kind of got the okay to not really the okay to go back in the building, but we had gone back to the lobby, and uh, the security guard informed me that on the fifth floor uh, there was a gigantic water leak. So I had run up to the fifth floor to see where it was at, and so it happens that the water leak happened to be right over top of our data center, and so it was like a rainforest in that office. I went down to the fourth floor and the water was already starting to leak through the fourth floor. So they started catching water in garbage cans. And then I went down to the third floor where our data center is and made preparations to collect water in tarps and stuff so that it didn't land onto our, our server room. And then the day kind of went by, the water got handled. Um, and then the aftershocks kind of started happening. And what I noticed in the in the building is after an earthquake or an aftershock i kind of got this sense of vertigo like i felt like it was moving but it wasn't yes moving. i had that too so what i started noticing in the office building is on my blinds i have the chains that come down from the blinds so the aftershock would stop and then the building i thought we were all good but what i started noticing is those chains were still swaying in the window. I think after the office building starts rocking, it takes it a couple of minutes to actually stabilize and stop moving. And trippy. so it was kind of, it was, it was really trippy. And then we kind of worked the day. Everybody else got told not to come to work, but since there were a few of us, you know, I, I stayed and then um, they turned off all the water to the building. And about two o'clock, I was like, you know, we probably should start thinking about sending people home. There's no water in the building. They can't go to the bathroom. COVID's here. You know, people aren't going to be able to wash their hands if they need to go to the restroom. And about that time is when that big aftershock happened. And then my boss was like, everybody get out of the building. Go home. We're, we're done. Like, he he just, he'd had enough. He's like, we're <laughs> done. Everybody just go home. So he made the decision to send everybody home. Um, and then we just went home and logged in and started working from home. And not like you guys were already probably logged in remotely, but um, yeah, I was. It was kind of my first telecommuting experience when I got home from the earthquake. Wow, you did a lot. I was in crazy when it happened, and I just stood there and stood for a couple minutes. Is this an earthquake? <laughs> so, it, was kind of, it was kind of funny my family was freaking out a little bit and then after a while everything kind of got settled down i called but nobody answered the phone 
like, what the heck's going on? So I finally got a hold of Erica and she's like, oh, we're at the dentist's office. <laughs> no way. They had all packed up and gone to the dentist's office. My house, like I said, I was in the shower, so I kind of finished up the shower after, and then um, it started really loud at our house because we we've got a shelf in our one of those hanging shelves that's on the wall. I don't know exactly, but it's got like this big metal. Um, I can barely hear you, Scott. It's got a big I, metal watering can on it. Is that better? Way better. Yeah. So. The problem is, is that whenever anybody walks, it kind of sh vibrates a little and you can kind of hear it. So the first thing I thought of was that who's running through the house at whatever time it was in the morning, because that's what it sounded like, someone running through our house making that handshake. Uh, but then all of a sudden the rest of the house started shaking and it started moving. And so I'm, so is that an earthquake? Holly was getting ready too. She was just, uh, her hair and she jumps up and runs into the doorway um, I just stayed in the shower because I didn't want to go running all over the place but um, so I finished my shower then we went in and turned the news on to find out what happened and yeah sure enough that was an earthquake and I did a lot of things you did went downstairs checked water and gas and all that stuff to make sure walked around the outside to make sure nothing cracked or anything but, uh, yeah, it was it wasn't that bad probably the worst thing that happened for me was i was trying to log in and couldn't and then i needed you to go fix it for me and i guess at work the network check had come out of my computer or something oh yeah and you went to turn it on for me oh yeah this you had a little switch that was uh i think up on one of your on your pcs or something it had fallen down and you didn't have the little clip that held the network cable in, so it had pulled out. Yeah. So I was trying to get on to do work, and I couldn't for a while. And then finally fixed that for me, and we went to work. But that was a fun day. I, you know, I was thinking, I wonder how much, I don't know, that it would have been much worse. But, I mean, a lot of people were at home. That probably helped a lot. That, people were working from home on that day rather than out and about so well i heard that city county was major hit yeah it was it was so apparently they earthquake proofed it right a few years ago and it was one of the hardest hit buildings in the city but mostly now it's closed off because of lead paint <laughs> And asbestos. So yeah, it had a lot of it had a lot of plaster that it, you know, obviously the building the base isolators did what it was supposed to do. It, it protected the building from crumbling to the ground, but I mean, still got a lot of movement, a lot of twisting and swaying, and so a lot of that plaster. It's an old building, you know, lasts and plaster. It all cracked, and uh, a lot of that fell to the ground, and so. I heard that like the Rio Grande building had the same problem, you know, an old building had a lot of glass and plaster and it survived the earthquake, but um, because it'd been retrofitted, but just the plaster, it's all hard material, it all cracked and just fell to the ground. And 
know, there's a million coats of paint on it. So lead-based paint and then asbestos in the lathen and plaster is a concern too. So you know, some of those some of those ceilings in that building are 20, 20 feet tall, you know. Can have some of that lath and plaster fall on people's head. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that day, wow, it's a good thing that you know there aren't very many people in a lot of these buildings that uh, are being hit. Could have been a lot worse. I mean, I don't think we had any fatalities at all that I ever heard of from the earthquake, and you know, maybe that. I didn't hear of any. A lot of people being at home might have helped. Yeah, I think there was earthquake. That was a good time to do it. I think I only heard of a couple of injuries too, and the injuries were from people uh, falling, like not from like rushing down the stairs and falling down the stairs, or you know, not even really related to earthquake damage. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. As far as earthquakes go, that was pretty pretty lucky. It, it wasn't a lot worse than it was. I haven't heard anything about Boise. If Boise suffered any big damages or anything like that, I don't think it was. I don't think it was right in Boise, but it was pretty close. And I haven't heard anything either. But it was a six-seven, and that's pretty. That's large. That was larger than ours by a whole by a whole factor. You know, the epicenter was like. 70 miles north of Boise. So it wasn't right in Boise, right. but I'm That's sure, you know. Pretty close. Yeah. So I, I haven't heard anything either. I'd be curious to know. Um, but I mean, for me, like major wake up call, you know, I, I have things on my mind and things that I want to be ready for, you know, for future small earthquakes, obviously, if it's a huge one, I'm going to probably be screwed. But um, no fish for the future uh, earthquake if we have one. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm going to rearrange some things in the garage. Actually, though, um, my garage setup held up pretty well. Um, I, I didn't have any vehicle damage from things in the garage falling on them or anything like that. I don't know if you guys did, but. Um, but yeah, I have some things I want to do, you know, for future small ones. Um, to did, did any of your security cameras? Did you capture anything that you could go back and look at, or no? I, I have that Weiss cam with a one twenty eight gig card in it, but I I don't know how to retrieve the data, and I don't know how far back it records. And I forgot to do that. So when I was thinking about it, I got busy with other stuff and I never did go back and check it. I only have the uh, the doorbell cam and I went and looked at it and um, it was a pretty, pretty loud rumble on it, but it didn't really look like anything was shaking much. So it wasn't very impressive. I was a little underwhelmed. I was hoping to see the whole neighborhood shake and all this stuff. And, very boring though other than a big loud sound so my wife my wife's cam in my garage um like it, it it started recording and you can see the car shaking and 
Um, the the noise was pretty dang loud inside the garage too. What's that? I had I been playing. Oh. Go ahead. What's that? I watched that video you sent me of different people's cameras. Yeah. And that was pretty illuminating. I had happened to have one of those wife cams running in my office. I'd been playing this. Uh, different firmwares on it trying to get it to record to my NAS at home so I don't want to play I don't want to pay for any cloud service um, you know to, to capture my video so I was playing with different firmwares trying to get it to record uh, to my NAS box and I had happened to have one of those wise cams I just forgot about sitting on my desk and so it had recorded me in my office um, during the earthquake, which was kind of funny too. Did you have uh, Did you have any brown stains or any liquid stains down your leg? No, no. I I don't know. I'm not really. Uh, I'm not really a panicky guy. Like I don't know. Like I I wasn't really I wasn't really panicking. I, I was really worried about our safety, and so I really wanted to get everybody out of the building or at least our floor evacuated. Kind of hard to do the whole building, but I really wanted to get our floor evacuated. Um, there wasn't anybody on our second floor. There wasn't, I mean, it was only people on the third floor. And so I really wanted to get everybody out. And then my first priority was to call my family and make sure that they were okay, make sure they were taking precautions. There's a lot of other people that were like freaking out, you know, like crying and, I'm just not that kind of person. I'm just kind of an action guy. I just want to make sure things are getting taken care of and that everybody's safe. And so I didn't, I didn't really, wasn't really scared at all. I want to say I'm, I want to say I'm similar to that. That's how I totally was. I was like, um, okay, that was cool. And my kids are all just kind of over it. Like they didn't, they're not really, I don't know. And, and maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe they're a little lax with these goals. So when they, when they feel an aftershock, they're like, oh yeah, here comes another one. You know, they kind of cheered on. And I'm like, maybe that's not the best attitude to take towards these aftershocks. But I, I know, I know other people that uh, their family has been, um, you know, totally shaken by like their kids are sleeping in their beds, their kids are having nightmares, they're really having a hard time with it. But luckily, my family's just kind of rolling with it. Nobody's really, you know, too worried about it. Yeah, that's a, our, our family's taking it pretty well in stride as well. That's uh, did some few things you know we took some of those things off our shelves and uh kind of earthquake a little bit but nothing too extreme we moved some glass jars that we had in our pantry um down lower on the lower shelves and pushed them way back and stuff like that but for the most part uh, it's been pretty much business as normal as normal as it can be being stuck home all the time so yeah it's have a to-go bag, like a, a bug-out bag? Not really. Not really. 
we have we have a great big giant duffel bag and it has all of our 72 hour kits in it and then we have a, a big bucket that has propane it has a cordless stove has hand sanitizer has some candles extra toothbrushes you know hygiene type stuff so you know like really if my kids just if, if they grab that bucket bag and get it in the car and get the car out in you know into the street or away from the garage you know i mean we pretty much are good to go for and obviously we're only carrying 72 hours worth of food but we could really make that food last for you know probably more than than three days we could probably make it last five days sounds like you're ready for the zombie apocalypse too then way more ready than me you have a lot of stuff. I just haven't gotten it all in one one like bag ready to grab and go. Um, that's a great idea. I should probably do something like that. Go get a big bag and put it all in it. So just grab it and run out. We used to have we used to have it in six. I mean, we still have six separate backpacks, but we used to have um, used to have it in just one location, and everybody would have to run in and grab the backpacks. But now we just have everything stuffed and this stuff. It's gigantic. We just have everything. It's a hockey player's back or duffel bag. We just have all six backpacks stuffed in that in that big bag, and all we really have to do is grab that, the bucket, and the water. We're good to go. That's a great idea. I'm gonna do that too. And put some of your extra stuff because buckets are good for a couple things. They're good for making toilets. They're good for all in water. They're good for washing dishes. So hopefully not right after you used it for a toilet, though. All in oats. You need a you need a couple of buckets. Oh, a couple Just of buckets. Bucket. Okay, I got you. Yeah. At least two. At least two. Yeah. I mean, you can always just go squat, so you don't really need a bucket for a toilet. If you needed to, it would be there. Anything else exciting happen from the earthquake? How are your kids getting along? How are they like uh, socially interacting with people nowadays? How are they coping um, with that, not seeing their friends and stuff? So it's been pretty hard. Um, my kids have struggled with it a little bit. Um, but all of my kids have Chromebooks. Uh, from school or just Chromebooks, we bought them, and everybody's been using Zoom with school, and so they all have access to Zoom. So, like last night, Bailey and about ten of her friends got on a Zoom conference, and then they all just chat over Zoom. Uh, I mean, kind of like what we're doing today. We're not using Zoom, but we're using a similar product, um, and so a little bit of social interaction. I think Bailey's having a little bit harder, or Abby's having a little bit harder time because she, I don't think she's really touched base with any of her friends in that kind of sense. Sid's doing Xbox with friends and doing FaceTime with a couple of other friends. So, yeah, my kids are mostly, like I said, they've they've been doing video games with their friends, so that's their their biggest way to interact with their 
ends right now. Um, but yeah, they're still doing a little bit of the Zoom and some of that stuff as well, occasionally. Yeah. Not nearly as much as the video games. Kind of taking over what their their social interaction right now. That's crazy. Um, are you guys, are your kids struggling with the online school of Scott? Um, a little bit. Not, it's not too bad. I think last week was a little bit rougher for, for my kids because I think it was kind of new for the teachers and they were trying to figure things out. And it was a little bit, uh, there were things that were missing for some classes and it was a little bit of a struggle. But this week seemed a lot better. They get up and they, they do all their homework first thing. So they have the rest of the afternoon. It's kind of nice. So they're trying to complete as much homework as they can so that they can have maybe Friday off or something, you know. So um, Haley cranked through everything she had and had two free days where she didn't have anything left to do for school. So that's kind of what Ethan's doing. He's trying to get it all done just as quick as he can in the beginning of the week so he doesn't have to worry about it. But he has struggled some with, uh, you know, they've had some technical issues where they haven't been able to download stuff. And he's had a couple miscommunications with teachers who were just, you know, trying to explain things to him, him and every other kid over email. And so miscommunications there and quite understands his assignments. Yeah, it seems to be smoothing itself out now. I think they're getting more used to it and it's going pretty well this week. That's good. Cody's doing okay with it. Cody's doing he's doing really good. This whole class, they get on this Zoom like every day at nine. And um, you talk about a giant, oh my gosh, that is, I just walk into his room and it's like, I instantly have a headache. Got 30 kids screaming over the computer, playing music and, um, you know, every, it's the worst behavior that you've ever seen from people on your Web meetings, you know, when they don't mute their microphone, and <laughs> it's oh my gosh, it's bad. That would be absolutely horrible. Yeah, I I just go. Oh, it's your school. Okay, I'm I'm out. See ya. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed it, Abby. Like <clears throat> the teacher will be done, and so uh, you know that. The teacher will be done and the kids will still be on the Zoom and nobody has any any about trying not to speak over everybody else. They're just all they're running around in their houses. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that's exactly how this is. There is no no decorum or internet, you know, savvy going on. They have music playing. It's a nightmare. I don't know how the teacher can stand it. I sent you, I sent you a cool um, prank for your kids for April Fool's. Yeah, I just saw that. I'm going to show it to them. <laughs> I loaded up that wise cam. But it only goes back to the 28th, so I, I did this way too late. 
I don't do continuous recording on mine anymore. I just tell it to record events. And usually it'll Same start here. recording. It'll it'll go back a minute and then it'll record in a minute till after the event's done. So I can I can still go back that far, but um, I went and downloaded everything that I I could find off of it before I uh, before it got deleted. Been a couple of very interesting weeks, so um, you know this is really stuff that look back on and say, "Wow, that was that was an interesting time to be alive." Um, It'll be fun when you when your grandkids grow up and you can be like, "Yeah, I had to wipe my butt on the grass in the front yard uphill both ways when I was a kid." Right. <laughs> We're out of paper. Saying, well, I heard everybody had like a three year supply because they were hoarding it all. They do now, they can't return. I don't have a three year supply. You don't? No. I only had a case of toilet paper when this whole thing started. So, That's yeah. Nice. I'm about halfway through that case. I got to I gotta start looking for it because it's funny when this. Thing, the, the day that this ha the, the the craziness happened at the grocery stores, I was at Sam's Club and it was going crazy. And I saw these people just loading up on toilet paper and water. And I thought to myself, these guys are idiots. And here we are three weeks later, there still isn't any toilet paper. But not only were they idiots, but like an idiot because I don't have any time to get low on toilet paper. That's hilarious. Dude, I got PP. You let me know if you need some. We're okay for now. Uh, one of our coworkers went to one of our coworkers went to um, Walmart yesterday, and he happened to pick me up a pack. But I need to send that to my daughter in St. George because she has no toilet paper, and so she's um, and they can't find it down in St. George either. So um, luckily, somebody gave her six rolls. But if if she doesn't move back this next week, then I'm going to need to send her some toilet paper. Still doing school? Uh, they're doing online school too, but I think I think at the end of next week, I think uh, they've completed 12 weeks and they're just done. So, um, some of our classes are just done. Like her anatomy lab, there's nothing they can do for anatomy lab. So whatever her grade was, when they came to school, um, it's just done, which she was at 103%. So she got an A in that class. Her volleyball, no, because she completed, uh, she completed enough time or enough weeks uh, to get it. So um, that's good. Uh, her volleyball class, obviously, she can't go play volleyball. So every day she has to send in a journal of what exercise she did. Um, is kind of stupid because you can just say whatever you want to say, you know. Um, but um, she was they that class only needed to go twelve weeks, also, which she had completed the twelve weeks. But the teacher, instead of just saying, "Okay, your grade was this at the end of twelve weeks," he's he's actually trying to still make people go exercise, which I guess is a good thing. But 
It's kind of funny. Yeah, so. My kids are. Oh, go. My kids are homeschooled, as you know. And so this is business as usual. And they're having a blast. Yeah, they're like, dad can distract us. We don't have to do any school now that he's home. Why are they having a blast? What is, why is it a blast for them and not just business as normal? They just, they just like it. My, both my grandparents are doing school with them too. And so they are actually still getting their school and, um, I don't know. They just don't, they're not phased by it. I'm not saying they're having a blast in it, like extraordinarily, just, they're just living their life and it's all business as usual. The difference for them is your home now too. Which actually, if I was to ask them, they probably, if they were being honest, they probably wouldn't like it because I make them do chores and I make them do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Being dead. Like the house has never been vacuumed so many times in a week, you know. That mean dad. I'm I'm real mean dad. Like I'm the real version. Thanks for uh, taking after me and being mean dad. Right. So I sent that to Ethan. And by the way, it's a little thing that says all students to repeat current grade next year declares Utah Governor Gary Herbert. He's like, what the heck? That is funny. <laughs> yeah, that'll be funny. <laughs> all right. Anything else that we want to get in this week? All right, it's been nope. a while. We've been it's been crazy, as you probably all know. So Try and get back to my regular schedule for podcasts going forward now that we've kind of got it figured out and stuff. So, at least every two weeks. I don't know if we can get one week in because now I'm doing a lot more meetings, but you guys probably are too. But we'll try to shoot for every two weeks. And then eventually, when we can all get back together, we'll have one big giant RGRT end of quarantine party. Barbecue. Barbecue, baby. Something. We'll figure it out. Barbecue with a kale salad. Yep. Something like that. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening in. Um, for John. Happy um, Thanksgiving and live long and prosper. And Dustin. Safe. Oh, Scott, um, be careful out there and enjoy your alone time with your family. We're out. Bye. Thanks again for joining us on this week's podcast. You can find more episodes, show notes, and links at our website at www.regularguysrandomthings.com. You can also find us on all the social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Once again, thanks for listening, and catch us next week for a brand new episode.